Hey there, folks. Here's our question today. Will rising extremism discussions overshadow other key election issues? I'm Aaron Young. Let's find out. Now, streaming right around the world, this is Ticker Today. So great to be with you wherever you're joining us from right around the world. Also on Ticker Today, time running out for President Joe Biden's 2020 promise, the abolition of the federal death penalty. Discussing that soon, but first... We kick it off today with Ticker Hotshots. Veronica Dudo is in our New York studio, having just come off air from In America Today. Great to see you. Now, uh, we're talking about the worries over political extremism. This story here, uh, it's on the Ticker website, tickernews.co. Threats to democracy surging to the forefront as the primary concern for US voters. It's according to this Reuters Ipsops poll taken over the weekend, essentially suggesting that it's setting the stage for a high stakes showdown in the upcoming November election. No doubt much of this is to do with the January 6th capital riots and the concern that on both sides of politics now, the divide is just becoming so great, Veronica. It really is. And we've also seen in Capitol here Capitol Hill hearings where we've been listening to testimony of officials. You know, one that has really garnered a lot of attention across the nation was Attorney General Merrick Garland, in which they were asked, did the Department of Justice target specifically in this example Catholics when they had memos that were circulating internally, uh, you know, with going to some of the school board meetings and wanting to discuss, you know, what parents were interested in in terms of what was happening in schools when they They were looking at, you know, what gender certain bathrooms should be. So this extremism, you know, is is it one political side and then will they go after the other side? So it it really, unfortunately, can be weaponized. Yeah, well, we're playing pictures here of what happened on January 6th, the Capitol riots, of course, something that we've been covering a lot. We know a lot about and and really shocked Americans and the world. That was where we really started to speak about political extremism uh, in the modern era as well. Uh, Let's have a listen to Senator Matt Dolan about what he says, though, because he has a very different take. Well, the most immediate threat to our democracy is giving Joe Biden four more years in the White House and Sherrod Brown six more years in the U.S. Senate. I mean, that cannot happen. Let's just look at Sherrod Brown. I mean, Sherrod Brown has advocated for getting rid of the filibuster, for, for wanting the pact to Supreme Court. I mean, these are things that are anti-democratic. The thing we have to understand is we are public servants. And our job at its core is to be consistent to be transparent and to be honest about what we stand for. Right. So that's obviously the other perspective there as well. We know uh, in terms of what happened on January 6th, that could still be very much a wait. And if voters forget about it, there'll be a lot of reminders this year just from the legal proceedings. Yes, the FBI has uh, talked about different people who were involved and, in, in, uh, you know, some of the people that they have apprehended in that moving forward. So uh, they certainly wasted no time in terms of that particular situation. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our next story now. Uh, we're talking about this and it's all about Trump's age and Biden's age. We know that they are some of the two oldest gentlemen to run for the presidency. And uh, Joe Biden was speaking on Seth Meyer, uh, where he was asked the, the big question about his age. Let's have a listen to how he responded. Jokes aside, according to recent polling, this is a real concern for American voters. How do you address that concern going forward as you come up to the 2024 election? Well, a couple of things. Number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't even remember his wife's name. Yeah. And, uh, number one. 
number two, <laughs> it's about how old your ideas are. Look, I mean, this is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on a whole range of issues that are 50, 60 years. They've been solid American positions. And um, and I really mean this sincerely. The uh, I think it's about about the future and everything, every single thing we've done. I think we've got some good things done. Everything. And we, they told us we couldn't get them done because things were so divided. And uh, but I think everything, everything we've gotten done, he's just friendly stated he wants to do away with if he gets elected. And I really think his views on where to take America are older than. Anyway, I don't want to get caught. You talk. All right, there's Joe Biden speaking on Seth Meyers' program. I thought it was interesting listening to that full clip, Veronica, because we don't often see President Biden in this setting. He avoided the CBS pre-Super uh, Bowl interview, uh, second year in a row, by the way. Uh, the casual Biden, fun Biden, has we, we haven't seen that guy for a while. We have not. And, uh, you know, when you look at the times that he has held press conferences, it is a fraction of his predecessors. And this is where a lot of people say they want to see him get out there. They want him to be accountable. They want to hear his answers to the questions. You know, he's the leader of the free world. Uh, you know, he's running uh, business here in the United States. So so what are his thoughts? And so whether it is more of a candid situation or a formal one, uh, you know, not only journalists, but also voters. Voters, they too have said they would like to hear, you know, what he has to say. Yeah, very much. And and hearing him talking about age, obviously the plan is to go on the offensive. You know, I'm around the same age. He's forgetful as well. I think he called Melania Mercedes at a recent event that uh, President Biden. It, it does feel a little bit in the trenches here, doesn't it? Um, to see the president kind of going down that path uh, almost feels a little bit unbecoming. But then, of course, uh, Donald Trump goes everywhere and did everything when he was president. So it isn't like for like. But in a world where uh, the Democrats try and say that our candidate is is a superior gentleman to the Republican candidate of Trump, although Nikki Haley still being in the race. Uh, obviously, uh, these sorts of jibes diminish that. What do you think? It does. And I think that this really comes down to voters, where they are thinking, what's important to them. You know, we've talked a lot on the program about not necessarily always uh, liking a personality, but it could just be the policy that that person mm. is looking to enact. And yeah. so sometimes people say, look, you know, I'm not marrying this person. It, I just want them to run things. And so that's, you know, what we hear a lot of times with voters. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we haven't seen Melania for a while. Hopefully they are still married. Uh, let's talk about Joe Biden facing increasing pressure, his administration grappling with the challenge of fulfilling a key campaign promise back in 2020, the abolition of the federal death penalty. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, this kind of reminds me about President Obama during his eight years promising to uh, close down Guantanamo Bay, those orange jumpsuits which opened up during the war in Afghanistan and Iraq to send terrorists to. Uh, it was still open by the time he left. And it seems to be this is one that is great for playing to the base, the liberal, small liberal, small L liberal base. Uh, but when it comes to actually enacting it, it always is a lot harder to do than to say you'll do it, right? It is. You you do have the power of the pen. And so oftentimes we do see the president signing executive orders. But also with that, 
the next administration can undo those executive orders. And so that's why a lot of times to have something really set in stone, mm -hmm. it is important to have Congress's backing and to move forward in terms of you know bipartisan support legislation and it being an official bill, not just you know, and then being signed into law and not just yeah. this you know executive order. And so it is interesting because uh, he has not made good on this promise yet, and it was from 2020. There are still a couple of months left, uh, you know, for his term that potentially he could try to focus on this. So, you know, in terms of what he's looking at, uh, you know, he seems to really, he's headed to the border soon. He's trying to help out with student uh, loans, student debt relief. So, you know, this could still be on his list. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly time will tell to see what happens. Yeah, well, you mentioned the other side. Um, now, I've got this clip of Donald Trump, the former president speaking. I can't work out if he's saying he's for or against the death penalty or whether he's used it uh, as a, a different word from what he was meant to. Have a look. Which is incapable of solving even the smallest, smallest problem, the simplest of problems we can no longer solve. We can't do anything. We are an institute and a powerful death penalty. We will put this on. A powerful death penalty. I mean, the, the voice itself feels like something my dad used to do when I was trying to get to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> trying to uh, just have that low calmness, yeah. <laughs> just about politics and throwing the death penalty there as well. What do you think he's referring to? It's interesting. I'm I'm not exactly sure, uh, you know, in some of his different things. He's talked about it and, you know, for uh, heinous crimes, he's even said that, you know, that could be on the table. So yeah. not really sure where he was going right. with that. All right. Speaking of not sure where we're going with this, have a look at this one. In an era marked by sky high housing costs, many members of Gen Z refusing to leave home. They're deciding to stay home. Um, but it's leading to a lot of mental problems. Of course, we spoke about that in a recent program for Generation Z. Uh, living with your parents turns out to not always be the best idea. Uh, in fact, one guy is jumping on this, a real estate agent. Um, and if we thought that the problems for Generation Z, uh, who seem to believe that they got the short shrift when it came to real estate, take a look at this. You asked for it, and here it is. The most affordable home in San Antonio, Texas. Let's check it out. Hey guys, so we're in the bedroom. It's small, but it's affordable. All right, guys, so this is gonna be a two-story home. It's gonna be over 600 square feet, two full baths, and it's gonna have this loft area here. Call me, text me, or message me. Remember, I'm Billy the Realtor, and I sell brand new homes. <laughs> I mean, what? How are we meant to sell to the next generation? Go to work, get yourself into debt, you know, have kids, and this is what you get. I mean, something's wrong. responsibility, oh, having their own place. Sorry, Veronica, uh, we, just lo we just lost you there for a moment. If you can carry on. 
Sure. Uh, you know, they're small, they're miniature, but, but they're cute. I mean, it's nice that Gen Z can certainly have a crack at this, you know, especially when the uh, other option is moving back home and you're speaking about some of the effects, you know, that that brings. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, at least, again, it, it's a place for them to have to work towards some responsibility. And, you know, they could always uh, sell it and, and move it to something larger. But well, it's an okay that, start. That's a, a good place to start, I suppose. I mean, my, my, my parents sold their $4,000 car back in the 1980s in order to get their house deposit. Um, and I, I, I could try the same thing, but it won't get me very far. Uh, obviously, a lot has changed during that time. We talk about the mental health of Gen Z. I wonder about the mental health of parents having the kids never leave. Um, that's probably a topic for another day. So we'll leave it there for now. <laughs> Veronica, host of In America Today, as always, thanks for your time. Thank you. That is the program for now. Thanks so much for your company. I'll see you soon. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes.